to The Marketing Podcast, the number one podcast helping aspiring entrepreneurs level up their marketing. Here's your host, Augustine. Let the class begin. Hey guys, and welcome back to yet another episode on The Marketing Podcast, Digital Marketing Tips and Insights, episode 197. Now, in today's episode, we're going to talk about content sprouting. Now, that falls under content marketing. We're going to explain what content sprouting is and how you can use that in your content marketing campaigns. So essentially, content sprouting comes from the word sprouting, meaning to, to sort of like spread yourself wide. And if you think of an example, I can give an example of... Uh, and sort of like an experiment or a project I'm running at the moment and I'm working on the new website that is serverdigital.io and I've just sort of like finished creating like the framework of the whole website. I have bits and pieces of content already on the website, etc. But now I'm coming now to the content side of things and how I can enable my website to rank for specific keywords, etc. And... One of the things you want to understand from content sprouting is number one, when you're trying to rank any website for any sort of keywords, remember we talked about you have to do your keyword analysis, figure out which short tail keywords you want to rank for, and at the same time, figure out which long tail keywords you want to rank for as well. Reason being, for a new website, it is much easier for you to rank for long tail keywords then ranking for short tail keywords because you're brand new and not really you don't necessarily have sort of like a domain authority or google doesn't necessarily know how where where and how to rank you so you're much better off going for uh, long tail keywords because they are less competitive however long tail keywords are not disadvantageous because one of the things about long tail keywords is there are sort of like phrases and they're usually in line with such intent or purchase intent. So anyone searching in, you know, one of your long tail keywords into uh, any search engine like Google or Bing, they have a higher tendency to buy one of your products if you're ranking for those certain keywords already organically. So you've done a keyword analysis and you know exactly which short tail keywords you want to rank for and which long tail keywords you want to rank for. So how do you start now creating content and making sure that you rank for these keywords? Now, one of the things that you need is something called a pillar page or pillar content. And essentially what this is, I can give you an example. Let's say you want to rank for the keyword um, search engine optimization, right? And everything, you're an agency. Say, for example, we can give an example of server digital. SEO is one of the keywords we want to rank for. So one of the things that I can do is I can come up with a comprehensive and well-written, in-depth article on search engine optimization, starting from the basics, what is SEO, explaining what on-page SEO is, etc., going so much into detail and probably, probably writing like a 5,000 character or a 10,000 character blog article. Now that falls under what I call a pillar page. Now, I want you to think of this as a tree when you're talking about content sprouting. 
the pillar page makes up our stem. Now from the stem, we have branches and leaves towards the end, sprouting out or branching out. So from the pillar content, we're talking about SEO, giving definitions, um, etc. And let's say I mentioned something that, for example, SEO should work hand in hand with SEM. Now, with SEO should work in hand in hand uh, with SE, no, with SEA, because SEA and SEO fall under SEM, should work hand in hand with your search engine advertising campaign, right? And I want to give an explanation to what search engine advertising is, but I don't necessarily want to have it on my pillar page. Now you branch out, sprout out, and then create a subcontent on SEA, on a different article, where you talk about what SEA is, maybe you go a bit in depth on SEA, but essentially this is content coming out from the main content, which was your pillar page, the stem to your tree. And then you go farther and farther, and maybe you talk about, let's say, you mentioned somewhere something to do with Google Webmaster Guidelines and maybe the latest search algorithm update. So you can have a different article talking about Google Webmaster Guideline and, um, uh, and you know, the latest search algorithm updates. Maybe you want to uh, go in depth on code vitals. So you sort of mention that in the main content, that is your pillar page, but you expect pound on that on a different article. Now, one of the things I want you to be keen here is that with your pillar page, because every other content that you have on your website, uh, we're talking about now the subcontent, they are stemming from your pillar page, from your main content. In the main content, I want you to target short tail keywords. And then in the subcontent where now you explain certain phrases and terminologies from the pillar page target long tail key phrases once you've done all of that and obviously when you're doing a keyword analysis you want to make sure you are uh, you know ranking for the keywords that you really want to and that people are actually searching for right so once you've done that one of the things that that you know this sort of like strategy helps you with is number one Obviously, it will help you create uh, more content or have an idea of how you can create more content for your website and come up with uh, a content structure. And there are actually tools you can use. HubSpot has an offering, has a feature that you can sort of create your content structure for your website. So once you've done all of that, the advantage is that you're able now to rank for short tail keywords through your pillar pages long tail keywords through your subcontent and it also offers the uh, opportunity to do internal linking so you're linking internally because all of this content are similar to each other they compre um they complete one another so you have that internal linking capability which is good for your seo in the long run Obviously, you want to 
may try and make sure that not even try but really make sure that um you do your basic on-page seo your h1s and h2s you can have multiple h1s it's not a crime um your meta tags and meta tag description for your pillar page together with the sub content um the you want to make sure that you have shorter permalinks they are much better um the other thing is that once you know you've written in-depth content and all of these now doing an outreach and uh trying to find links for your the content that's on your website now if you write your content really well and something that google google always uh, frowns upon and something that john Mueller from google has also mentioned that you know google doesn't want you to sort of like buy links or do the sort of like you link to me a link to you sort of thing but it doesn't have to do your you know backlink analysis on people ranking for uh you know the content that you have written and maybe they have broken backlinks or maybe your content is even much better reaching out to them and requesting them to you know link their content to you now one of the ways that you can sort of make it seem natural when it comes to your backlinks because if you simply take in one keyword or one word and link to um or let's say one someone on the other end is you know has only has an anchor text of one word linking to the content on your website it might have a no follow uh, index and it might not be of value to you so you want to have it linking naturally right so we can take an example if you head on right now let's say to planable.io and read one of their content on um how to become a badass digital marketer one of the things they talk about is uh, seo and in that part there's a phrase what does seo mean now that's an anchor text that is linking directly to content on my website from planable.io from the content on my website because i already have an article on seo and the way they're linking that anchor text to me it's very natural it makes sense do not force links where uh it doesn't necessarily seem natural so there is that Pretty much, pretty much that's it when it comes to content sprouting. sprouting. It's as simple as that. It will help you when, it, when you're coming up, especially with a new website and you don't have any form of content structure. So it will help you figure out what types of content to come up with. Define what your pillar page will be about. Yes, you can have multiple pillar pages. It's not a problem. But start off with one, then stem out from that, um, going in-depth in other sub-content or other articles that explain things that are in the pillar pages do your internal linking do your basic on-page seo from your h1s h2s your meta tags meta description and uh make sure that you know you also try and find some link juice by finding you know do, doing your backlink analysis and finding people who can link to content on your website Pretty much that's it. If you have any questions, send them out to me, Augustine at safegroup.net or at serverdigital.io. But until then, see you guys on the next podcast episode. Thank you for tuning in to the Marketing Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. 
Until next time, class dismissed. <laughs>